Welcome to Manage Tools. How do I respond to how do I get promoted? Part one. This cast answers these questions. What do I tell my directs when they want to get promoted? What are the key criteria in helping a direct get promoted? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. Here we go. It's that time of the year again. We're bringing our effective manager and effective communicator conferences to Denver. It's kind of like Christmas in July because we only come once a year. When we're there, it's a fun and jam-packed couple of days. We bring gifts, the gift of knowledge that is, and then we leave again for a full year. Don't miss your chance to join us July 23rd and 24th. Register today at manager-tools.com forward slash training. My experience that directs often much more quickly than we expect are going to ask how to get promoted. And in my experience, most managers, to include myself, can get frustrated with that question. Yeah. In fact, uh, it was part of the rap against millennial. Millennials has been for quite a while that, you know, they're here for a year and suddenly they're wanting to get promoted. Don't they understand how you have to earn your, uh, you know, earn your stripes? You, you know, we can't just promote you because you wanted to be promoted and blah, blah, blah. First of all, the press on it suggesting that this is new is a joke. People have been asking this question for decades. Okay. You asked it. I asked it. We're definitely not millennials. There are some people who knew that they could wait and it didn't do any good to ask. It depends on the boss and so on. But the idea that this is a relatively new phenomenon is ludicrous. As we've said before many times, we have seen newspaper clippings from the late 1800s, which says this new crop of young men uh, feel entitled. And separate from the fact that this is not a new thing, and separate from the fact that managers all own our response to it, what it tells you is people don't know. People who ask you, how do I get promoted? don't know. Now, look, if somebody says to you, how do I get promoted around here? Well, that may not be a legitimate question. And you may need to ask, are you just complaining or do you want to sit down and have a substantive conversation about how things work around here? But when somebody asks, they don't know. And probably you didn't know when you were an individual contributor, and you may not even really have known when you first became a manager, having gone through the process yourself in some fashion. Most people don't know, and most companies don't publicize it. I don't, Mike, do you ever remember seeing a document that said, this is how we promote people around here? Oh yeah, it's about 150 pages full of details with the exact list of things you had to do with, with measurables and metrics. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, that didn't see that. Yeah, so um, people don't know, and who would be the one to tell them? It'd be you as the manager. So here's our guidance. First of all, we're going to make the case that this is a fair and even a good question for people to ask, and we'll prove that. We'll take you through an answer in detail. The first thing you say is, I'm glad you asked, because if it's a good question, you want to be glad that they asked it. Second point, the big point you're going to make in your answer is getting promoted starts with significant results. Then you're going to talk about 
building great relationships. And then you're probably going to explain the process. Results and relationships are what's within the control of the direct, but the direct also wants to know, okay, what's this process I'm going to go through? And you definitely want to start with results and relationships as opposed to the process, because if what you talk about is the process, people want to game the system. They want to say, okay, well, if that's the process, then I need to do this. And you don't want your people doing that. You want them going with meat and potatoes, career success, rather than, hey, I can get promoted here because I know the system better than anybody else. That's our outline. Okay. I guess your first point, which is the fair, even a good question, comes from the common response we hear from managers that somehow this question is negative. And it's not, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I get it to some degree that there's some resentment. They take it as an attack, I think, in some cases. Yeah. Right? Like, if you were ready to get promoted, I would have promoted you already, right? So so why are you asking me? You- of course, it's stupid for a manager to say, if you were ready to get promoted, I'd have promoted you because managers can't promote their directs. That's not where the power resides, right? And there's some disappointment too, right? Don't you know how hard this is? You know, you're not ready. It reminds me, I've quoted it, I'm sure, many times before here, the famous children's poem, God's Wheel by Shel Silverstein, where a kid comes across God with a steering wheel stuck into the earth, and he says, what's that? God says, that's the wheel I steer the world with. Do you want to give it a try? Kid says, sure. Where do I sit? How much do I get? When's lunch? When can I quit? God says, give me back my wheel. You're not ready yet. In other words, it's not about you. And um, just because you want a promotion, you have to be mature enough to be worthy of the promotion. But look, again, all of this takes a negative view of the situation. This is a fair question. People who join an organization and assume they're going to have a long career, all things being equal. Let's assume for a moment that they have made an assumption that uh, the company won't treat them poorly on purpose and all things being equal. Um, There are barriers to exit, you know, going through another job search. It's not to say that it's wrong or evil to leave a company, but there's an assumption that people would like to stay, all things being equal. Okay, so if they're going to stay, having a discussion, having talking about a promotion is reasonable. It's a fair question because nobody gets a class on how promotions work. Nobody knows. Again, I don't think most managers know the process until they go through it from a chair on the other side of the process. But here's the thing that I, I think. It's a really good question to hear. Think about it. Who among anybody on your team is most likely to get promoted? The answer is simple. The best or nearly the best performers. Why would we not want everyone on our team to try to become our best or nearly our best performer? If the downside of that is that we have the challenge of letting some of them know that they won't get promoted. In terms of the overall and the day-to-day effort of getting the best out of people, 
that's a trivial negative that, you know, to have to say to somebody, I didn't get promoted or, you know, sorry, and then have them leave because three or four of your people became top enough performers that their names could be in the hat for promotion. Yeah, it, it may be a tough conversation, but their performance will have over, over the period of time between the time they ask and the time they don't get it will have more than made up for that conversation. Your life will be immensely easier as a manager if you have people trying to get promoted. Now, I, I think that many folks have a negative approach because the direct who asks who's not a great performer may be saying, you need to tell me how to game the system. Well, okay, but they don't know any better. Okay, they, they don't. Maybe that's actually the case. And we're going to walk through an answer in detail, which will be really obvious that a poor performer will say, oh, <laughs> I get it. But you give the same answer, essentially the same answer, to a top performer and a bottom performer. We think to a smart manager, a discussion about a promotion is basically a discussion about improving performance. At least in the near term, the payoff pitch later is an organizational process that we don't control. Okay, let's not, you know, it's probably stupid, but don't let the baby out with the bathwater. Let's not be offered the Ferrari of, I would really like to improve my performance and then complain that we already have a small car, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that shiny new thing. It's not to my taste. It's the wrong color or something. Let's not complain about the weight of gold bars somebody hands us. You know, in the movies, when they make robberies in action movies and they're stealing gold bars, there's always a bit where the gold bar is heavy. Gold is dense and it's heavy. So I think, I don't know. I, I don't know how much they weigh, but they're not light. But somebody starts handing you gold bars, don't complain. If you're a C-suite exec who has layers of management below you, is there a common managerial practice that you all follow? While we all know successful organizations have processes in place for most everything, we often learn that when it comes to management, not so much. If you believe most of your managerial complement is not following a common set of behaviors to drive results and retention, then you may want to consider bringing manager tools on site to deliver our effective manager training. It's affordable. At $15,000 for a full day of training and roadmap licensing, we'll work with up to 30 folks. Contact Maggie at manager-tools.com or visit our website for more information. And look, something else. Nobody is ever told, but folks, it wouldn't be unreasonable for a brand new professional to assume they might be told you're going to get a promotion if you do these things. They want it to be a clockwork orange. They want it to be dot your I's, cross your T's, 17 steps in this order, and you can get promoted. And, and who wouldn't? Now, as a manager or a senior manager or director, you're a little more jaded. You know that's not how it works. You know there are politics. You know there are all kinds of things which we're going to get into. And yes, it's true that when they assume there are 17 steps, that is a selfish thing to assume. You know, I want the company to make it easy for me. But it's also a naive thing to assume that it may just be, gosh, this is a big company and people get promoted. Do you mean there's not a 
handbook that you follow? I mean, there's a lot of rules about other stuff. Hell, there are rules about cleaning out the microwave in the break room. There's rules about which candy company can bring us snacks into the vending machine. But look, our directs legitimately do not know how to get promoted. They don't know the system, and they don't know what to do. And it's been our experience working with thousands, tens of thousands of managers, I guess, over the last 30 years, is that there are two things that contribute to that. The first one we've already alluded to is promotion processes are undocumented. I mean, nobody's going to argue with that, right? Directs who ask are wondering legitimately how the whole thing works. Nothing wrong with that. Now, what they probably don't know is what Mike and I joked about a minute ago, is that no organization ever lays out a clear, measurable way to a promotion. Just don't do it. There's value in the process not being published because a published process is generally, when there are rewards involved, a more rigid process. And more rigid means less flexible and less able to be massaged based on all kinds of situations. And further, think about a standard promotion process that you could write down for every role in the organization. Different roles would require different criteria. And the criteria would be ever-changing based on who that person's boss is, what the mission of the division is, what's most viable in the marketplace, right? You know, as the saying goes, when the railroad station manager was asked whether a train was due to be on time, he said, well, that depends. And then he was asked, well, what does it depend on? He says, well, that too depends. There are too many factors that go into the director or senior director making a decision to promote X, Y, or Z based on, again, so many factors that you couldn't write it all down. Even if somebody performs exceptionally and that I think most people would agree that's the biggest factor. And by the way, a direct who argues with you, well, that's, it's all politics. You just need to dissuade him of that. It's not all politics. And we'll talk about politics in a bit. Look, even if somebody does great, if organizational performance in the marketplace is lagging, promotions are less likely. How are you going to write that into a measurable process? That's just not easy. Something else. While promotions are an obvious vehicle for growth in most long careers in an organization, promotions are only part of how the organization sees its structure. Promotions sort of look differently from the standpoint of the individual where there are rewards to be achieved versus from the organization side, it's only a part of the soup around how fluid the organization is. Corporate structures are much more fluid than most of us realize. Senior execs have great latitude in reshaping their organization to maximize effectiveness and productivity and therefore ultimately profitability. So it could be normal for things to be going great and for there to be over a period of a couple or three years, notable growth in the marketplace where the executive says, you know, we were poorly structured and bloated and 
I think the growth is going to put us right in terms of number of employees. And even though it's true that a rising tide lifts all boats, and we'll talk about that, it may be that the boats get lifted just that your span of control grows because there are some organizations that think everybody should only manage five people, and that's not true, and it's expensive. Um, So there are so many factors and criteria that uh, you couldn't write it all down. Look, I'll say it differently. Even if you're a top performer, ever-changing market conditions mean an ever-changing internal promotion marketplace. Even if a manager leaves, the organization doesn't reflexively fill that role with a promotion of somebody else. There may be a reason to restructure. Even that doesn't mean that someone wasn't ready, even if the people who don't get the promotion take it that way. Oh, look, they don't think we're ready. It's not that at all. You're looking at the opportunity for promotion and disappointed you didn't get what you wanted. The organization is simply saying, yeah, we got a, we got 25 factors here and Things have changed and different people. We've said it before that when it comes to organizational structure, the rule is you start with a line and block chart without people in it. That And the line and block chart is weighted and structured based on what the customer needs and what the mission of the organization is. Maybe you're customer service heavy. Maybe you're engineering heavy. Maybe you're design heavy, whatever. Maybe you're service and support heavy. Uh, maybe you don't care about service and support. So you build a line and block chart. Then, starting at the top, you put a name, a person in each block. And the moment you put a name in that block, all of the blocks that report to now, not that role, but that person, get relooked. You say, okay, well, she's an outstanding manager. She can handle more than five people. Should we give her eight or 10? And you ripple through the entire organization doing that as you staff the organization. Well, if Mike's my boss and Mike gets promoted and Mike's a great manager and he has 10 people working for him when he gets the promotion to the next level, all of us are thinking one of us will take his job, but in fact, someone else is going to take his job that's been in the wings somewhere else across the division. And when he takes or she takes his job and she's not an experienced manager, some of us may actually get repurposed or even in a way demoted because she can only hand five direct, handle five directs. Now, most directs don't want to hear this, but we're going to tell them. Okay. The second factor is that most directs are getting far too little performance communications from us, their managers. Forget even about whether or not you're using the manager tools feedback model. Overall, performance comms, including our feedback model, are one of the core weaknesses of every organization from a managerial perspective we've ever seen. Even orgs that are famous for direct, candid performance, discussions, communications, and so on, are nowhere near the limit of what most directs want. And it's unfortunate that it's often made more difficult because Organizations who pride themselves on radical or brutal performance comms spend so little time making a case for building a trusting relationship with your directs that 
when they actually deliver the candor, it comes across as brutal. It's way more than candid. Are there people who can take it? Yes. Will that organization tend to recruit people who can take that kind of thing? Yes. But don't make a mistake for a second that those people are all superstars in the making because for many of them, they're just maladjusted and don't care about anybody else. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. We'll continue on this topic next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.